So Evan, I've got a question for you. As you typically do when we do these introductions. Yeah. Um, do you want Do you want that question? Eh, eh. I guess. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, it's, it's sa- I'm saving them for later in the episode because you told me to prepare one for this episode. So that's the question I have. So uh, no, I'm not oh, gonna so, give it to so you, buddy. Withholding you it. You meant to tell me you have one. I do have one. But you, you're you're keeping it to yourself. Well, I'm going to give it to you during this episode, but if I give it to you here in the intro, our listeners aren't going to listen further, and then we, we are, we're going to hemorrhage counts. <laughs> Actually, you know what? If people listen to, like, the beginning of an episode and they drop out, do we still get a count for that? I, I believe so. I think it's like a YouTube view, where all you have to do is click oh. on the link. Gosh. Well, maybe I should give you my question right now, then. Just reward our listeners, because they've already given us what we want, what we need out of them, right? We're good. They've done their bit. Now it's just all you and I me. Mean, that is certainly one way of looking at it, yes. Mm, that's the right way of looking at it. Okay, we're on the same page. One so way got... of looking at it, yes. Yeah, that's the one way of looking at it. <laughs> do you do you have a question for me, Evan? Uh, what are we doing today? Like, what? And who oh, are well... we? Well, I'm, uh... I'm helping a friend move today. Um, that's that's part of what I've got ahead of me. I think I also might hit up Target. I got like some shopping to do, and we're the Scooby Dudes. We're two best friends here to talk about our favorite meddling kids and that dumb dog too, named Scooby Doo. And this week we are doing what we have dubbed friend interrogation episodes. We've got a, a, a friend interrogation ready. We've got questions for each other, and our listeners had questions for us. We consider them our friends because they listen to our podcast. So. That's and and because this... most of them are our actual friends in real life who listen to our podcast. A lot of them, I would say a lot of them aren't. A lot of them are perfect strangers, which, as I've said before on the podcast, is a little weird. Honestly, listeners, we don't know you. What are you doing? Was that a good stopping point? I felt like that was really, that really kind of encapsulated the Scooby Dudes there. We said everything we needed to say, but we did not have a good lead into, like, the episode itself. Um, so this is our friend interrogation episode. Uh, if I can say this, thank you to everyone that gave us questions for this episode. Uh, we hope that you're satisfied with our answers. Two dudes. And again, it's a little weird that some of you, we don't know you and you're listening to this. That's, uh, it's a little creepy. Honestly, just, you've given us your view count for this episode. Stop listening. Kind of leave it be now. All right? And people that we know, back off. Like, you know us. Just, like, talk to us. Just call me up and talk to me. Don't don't just listen to the podcast if you want to hear my voice. Let's just go through all of those little bits that we did a third time. <laughs> third time's a tra- rule of threes, dude. All right, so what, what, is, right. It? what is it? Um, uh, it's weird that you're asking us questions because you're strangers. And uh... Uh, This is an actual interrogation, not just uh, two friends asking each other questions. Cop comparison, cop comparison. Ah, uh, the the classic nose blow. A uh, all right, you'll edit it down. It's fine. No, I will. Two dudes talking about Scooby Doo. Two dudes just like you. Unless you're a lady, mm, this show is for ladies too. If you're LGBTQ, we are your Scooby Doo's. So, Evan, per the norm, you have solicited questions from our listeners. I have stayed completely removed from the process so as to maintain objectivity going into this episode and to avoid doing work. So I'm definitely the less objective. Um, I have a little bit more preparation just because I have at least looked over the questions and decided what we will answer and what we won't answer. 
Um, and I have, of course, as you said, fueled them uh, through Twitter, Facebook, mm-hmm. and email. And uh, I'm ready to start asking the questions. Oh, I, I'm ready to start answering them. And I hope you are, too, because you're pulling double duty. You're asking and answering this episode. Though at the end, we will both have a question for each other that neither of us are aware of or what what, what it'll be. Um, yeah, that, was, that came out right. Yes. That was good. That was understandable. <laughs> okay. What is... Question number one, my friend. Uh, so we're going to go through the Twitter ones first. Mm. So the first question is from Levy. They are at HML Monster. And they said, How do you guys feel about the four live-action Scooby-Doo movies and the spinoff Daphne and Velma? Now that's an interesting question because I thought Daphne and Velma was one of those movies. But we have um, Monster Island, Monsters Unleashed, we have the straight-to-TV movie, the Disney movie, I think. And then was there a sequel to the TV movie that I'm forgetting about? I believe there was, yeah. And I think there was some casting changes between those two films. Okay. So those are the four live-action ones they're attributing. And then Daphne and Velma as a spinoff. I wouldn't call it a spinoff. I would call Daphne and Velma a prequel. Mm. I'd call it a proper Scooby-Doo movie, to be honest, even though it doesn't have the full cast. And I would also say that we really dive into our thoughts on that in our 49th episode. Yeah, so read Daphne and Velma. You can go listen to that episode. We covered that one. Uh, the other ones we haven't covered, or there's some lost footage of the original Scooby-Doo movie. We once did an in-person recording of that, and I lost the audio. So you will never hear, or you aren't going to hear just yet, what we thought of it. But uh, suffice to say, I think we both liked it a lot. Yeah, Scooby-Doo, uh, the movie as it's sometimes branded. Um, Scooby-Doo Monster Island is not what it's called, but that's what I call it. Is really excellent. Um, I really, mm. really like it. I saw it on video cassette, I think. Like, um, I was with a friend and we VHS. rented it from Blockbuster. If that gives mm. you a little bit of a painting kind of a word picture for you. You're definitely dropping some pinpoints to help us locate you in time. I will say, this is just my, these are just my opinions. Um, Scooby-Doo, very good. Monsters Unleashed, not not nearly anywhere mm-hmm. as good. Mm-hmm. The two live-action mm-hmm. movies, I have seen bits and pieces of on TV, but not enough to form an opinion. I have seen also tiny bits and pieces of the two TV movies, enough to form an opinion. I don't think they're probably great, but I could be very wrong about that. I didn't have high expectations about Daphne and Velma, and that blew me away. Uh, otherwise, I agree with you. I think the Scooby-Doo live-action movie, the original one, is great. I c- couldn't disagree with uh, Ebert and Siskel Moore. I think it's a masterpiece. Uh, the sequel to it, a very weak entry. And, and yeah, Daphne and Velma's just so good. Yeah, Daphne and Velma. Go listen to our episode on it, but it is... I, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. It worth every penny that someone spent on it. <laughs> not, not me, but I presume it costs many pennies, and it was worth them. Um, thank you for that question. HML Hammerstein. Uh, our next question comes from Canal JT, and they are at Canal mm. JT. What is your favorite episode so far from every Scooby Doo series you've covered? So this is, dude. Um, I'm guessing that we have the same answer. Our favorite episode of Scooby Doo that we've seen yet on the podcast. It's, it's actually our favorite episode from each series that we've done. Oh, so he had one question that's kind of like ten questions all in one. Yeah. Mm. Yes. I don't think it's going to take that long. Okay, well, let's cover them. Uh, the original series, um, Cat Creature, no question. Oh, actually, 
that is so the whole thing and this is for you and for our listeners it's really tricky to determine what series an episode is actually from because they release them weirdly and they oh um repackage them weirdly so i'm just gonna go through with what we have on the website our website Dang, oh, you're so right. My all-time favorite episode so far is not from the original series like I remembered. So so let's go down to the byline. We both got it in front of ourselves. So Scooby-Doo, where are you? Uh, these are the episodes that up to this point we have covered so far. And I'll do the season one and you do, do the season two. Rock on. Uh, we've done What a Night for a Night with the Black Knight. We've done Hassle in the Castle. Um, I don't know. I can't remember this one. <laughs> Bedlam in the Big Top, that was the circus one. Uh, a Night of Fright is No Delight is the one that Supernatural did a little bit of a riff on. Oh, that's right. And actually, I'm refreshing myself on Hassle in the Castle now. Um, sorry, pulling it up. Oh, Hassle in the Castle, that was this one. Oh, Hassle in the Castle was so forgettable because we never met the villain. Sorry, I uh, really needed to take me take myself back there. Uh, so that's season one. Season two, we had Nowhere to Hide, Mystery Mask Mix-Up, Scooby's Night of Frozen Fright, uh, featuring Ifty Sam Brown, and Jeepers, It's the Creeper. Um, all pretty strong entries, I want to say. None of them are jumping out to me as a, as a standout. If I, if I had to pick, maybe What a Night for a Night I really love as uh, the very first episode. My choice would be Jeepers, It's the Creeper. I think it is very classic. Jeepers, It's the Creeper was a close second for me. I believe that's the barn uh, shindig with a lot of extras for an episode of Scooby-Doo. Uh, so that's our respective answers for that question. Next one, the new Scooby-Doo movies. We've only done two. We've done The Ghostly Creep from the Deep, which was the Harlem Globetrotters, and we've done The Haunted Showboat, which was Josie and the Pussycats. Which has yet to be released. Will actually be released next week. Uh, oh, wait, no, it was released last week. Correct. <laughs> but as of this recording, has yet to be... Anyways, uh, so you guys are going to enjoy that. Ghostly Creep or Josie and the Pussycats? I'm going to go with The Haunted Showboat. Haunted Showboat for me as well. I think it's a much stronger episode overall, even though I do think the Harlem Globetrotters served to heighten and elevate the episode they were in. After that, it's The Scooby-Doo Show. Uh, and I would say that all of these are very good episodes. They're all good. I mean, this maybe this show is like really where it, what I think of as ultimate classic Scooby-Doo. Uh, so first one, season one, episode 10, A Frightened Hound Meets Demons Underground. We then have a Highland Fling with a Monstrous Thing. Interesting we skipped season two on this. We went straight to season three. Uh, season three, episode eight, Jeepers, It's the Jaguaro. That was a good one. We have, and what I think will win... Make a beeline away from that feline. This this one would win the championship of all the series put together. It would make that. Uh, and then finally, The Warlock of Wimbledon, which was also a very fun one. All of these, I remember having a very good time recording. I do as well. I, I think these are... Uh, this is a good era of Scooby-Doo where it was still kind of awkward and stilted and silly and weird. Um, but they were doing more interesting things. It wasn't also very thin and flat. Anyways... Um, the next series that we dove into was Scooby's All-Star Laugh Olympics. And I think it's easy to decide on the best and the worst episode that we've covered so far, because we've only done the one. And I don't think we're ever going to come back to this one. I de- yeah, it hasn't really earned a place, especially because Scooby had such a small part in it. So that we just did the first episode of that show, 
the Swiss Alps, and Tokyo, Japan. Mm-hmm. Following that, we have uh, the first series that featured Scrappy, Scooby-Doo, and Scrappy-Doo. Uh, we did three episodes from that series. The first one, The Scarab Lives. Uh, we did The Demon of the Dugout. And lastly, I left my neck in San Francisco. And this, I have to admit, is a little tough for me. I want to go with The Scarab Lives, but I also really like I Left My Neck. I'm in the same exact boat. The Scarab Lives, in my mind, is such a classic episode. I can really take myself back through almost every scene in that, in every setting. Also, the comic book scene where all the comic books fell down, that's Poop Details <laughs> is where that came from, which is, to this day, my favorite minor detail. So we're both going with Scarab? It's got to be Scarab Lives for me. After that... The new Scooby and Scrappy-Doo show slash the new Scooby-Doo Mysteries. This was the mm, that looks like, rare mm. double feature show. Oh, that's right. Uh, half and half. Each episode was uh, 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, we started out with The Creature Came from Ken Lab and No Thanks, Masked Manx. We had The Fall Dog and The Scooby Coop. Mm. We had Wedding Bell Booze. Which, I guess, was actually all one episode. It was just the one. Oh, and that's right. That's because it was like a finale episode, I think. And we had Scooby's Peephole Pandemonium (laughs) slash The Hand of Horror. Oh, my gosh. I am... Excuse me a moment while I pull up Peephole Pandemonium because I need a reminder. Oh, this is the one where they were legit pretending to be reporters. Oh, my gosh. And also, there was an IRL vampire... Yeah, she was really a vampire at the end. We had one of those kind of endings. And then the Hand of Horror had all had the floating hands and stuff. Oh, man, this was such a weird episode. This was such a weird series. Weird series. Uh, for me, this one's pretty much hands down, Fall Dog, Scooby Coop. That was the first one we did. And I also liked the weird little gremlin. Oh, the weird little gremlin was so good. Also, all of, like the driving gags were a lot of fun. And it being on a movie set was a lot of fun. It was like thematically very tight. It was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, didn't we have the specter of sports cars in that one? Like, all that the cars the same one. really mm-hmm. made it. After that, we had the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo, and we have done the first five episodes for this one. We've been going through this one at a pretty good clip. I think it's good. A um, little tough on this one to say which one's the best, but let's, let's do it. We had To All the Ghouls I've Loved Before, Set the Premise. We had um, Scubra Kadubra. Uh, we had Me and My Shadow Demon. We had Reflections in a Ghoulish Eye. And I don't have the last one in front of me. What was the last one we did? That's Monstertainment. That's right. Uh, For me, it's hard to beat Me and My Shadow Demon. I think that one was so much fun. Let me just get a little bit of a... Refresher? Refresher on Scubra Kadubra. I believe that's the one with the super scary monster. It had uh, um, the ladle or the... Yeah. Yeah, there was a magical ladle. I guess, I guess, it, yeah, me and my shadow demon. Scooper Kadubra was a good one. I feel like that was the one more than any other that involves real fright. They were really putting on, oh man, each one of these had so many weird off-the-wall gags. I'm, I'm actually going to go with Scooper Kadubra. I, I, I thought it utilized everyone very well, like the whole cast. And it, it really had good gags all the way throughout. It wasn't just a few really great ones. It was well-paced. Yeah. What's after that? After that, we have one of my favorite series to cover, A Pup Named Scooby-Doo. And so far, I believe we've done four? Four episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we began with A Bicycle Built for Boo, Season 1, Ep 1. We did The Babysitter from Beyond. Of course, our namesake, we did, not our namesake, but a coincidence, uh, Scooby-Dude. 
we did Night of the Living Burger. And I'm, uh, well, I, for this one, I feel like I have to go process of elimination. Um, it's not going to be Babysitter from Beyond. I didn't have a ton of fun with that one. Night of the Living Burger didn't really do it for me either. Um, Bicycle Build for Boo is not going to win out against Scooby Dude, which is going to be my favorite. I think for a lot of these, it's like the, our first entry on the series is the one that we hold the most fondness for. Yeah, maybe because it introduces us to this series. I, I also feel like sometimes we pick the most interesting sounding one to start the series out with. Um, and from there, we jump to another favorite series. What's new, Scooby-Doo? There's no creature like Snow Creature. The Fast and the Wormiest. A Scooby-Doo Halloween. A Scooby-Doo Valentine. Um, for me... Uh, for, well, I guess, do you know off the bat which is your favorite from this? I do. Is it a Scooby-Doo Halloween? It is. It is for me as well. That was such a good episode. Again. Great for the mystery, for the gags, for the interpersonal parts, and for the setting. That was the first episode that we did. Dang. <laughs> oh, man. Still really good app. And I got to say, the other ones were good, too. It was clo- like I really enjoyed Fast and the Wormiest. No Creature Likes No Creature had ups and downs. Scooby-Doo Valentine had a lot of good stuff in it. Um, Shaggy and Scooby-Doo get a clue. By, by the way, Canal, you're welcome. You're welcome for the time we're putting on this. Um, Scooby and Shaggy, Scooby and Shaggy do, as I call it, get a clue. As I have um, to keep myself from calling it. I don't even mean to call it that, but I do. I'd say our least favorite series that we've covered so far, and so far we've covered three apps. Hands down. Uh, we have done Shags to Riches. More Fondue for Scooby-Doo. High Society Scooby. And we've actually also done Party Artie. Oh, that's right. We did Party Artie more recently. Uh, for me... This episode, I want to say the reason I'm leaning towards the first episode in this series is primarily because we have the most Agents 1 and 2 in it, not because it's just the first episode of the series. I think it's the funniest episode. Yep, Shags to Riches. Uh, Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. We've done the first five. Starting with Beware the Beast from Below. The Creepin' Creatures. The Secret of Thuggo Strig. Revenge of the of the man crab, the song of mystery. My vote is the creeping creatures. I think I'm with you on that one. This is a, a series that I think has been a lot more consistent. Um, it's not always what I like, as if you go back and you'll listen to me ragging on this series uh, unendingly. But I do think it what it does it does consistently, and I think it does that slightly to the best at creeping creatures, which is funny, very well anima- animated. And uh, very tense. And this brings us to the end of this question. We have Be Cool Scooby-Doo. Really tough one. We started out with Mystery 101, of course, the first app. We had Game of Chicken. All Paws on Deck. Poodle Justice. And Grand Scam. Do you know off the top of your head which one's yours? I am afraid not. Me neither. I, I love Mystery 101. I think it does a great job of getting us into it. Game of Chicken, I feel like, is a nice filler episode, but it has some great stuff for Fred. Um, and All Paws on Deck, you know, I think it's got to be All Paws on Deck for me. That was just such a all-around great episode. I'm, I'm going to go with Grand Scam. I liked Grand Scam a lot. Grand Scam was really good. It was. Solid all the way through. And, and especially coming off of another baseball episode that was not as strong. And that is it. Those are our highlights for the last um, 59 recaps that we've done. 59 sounds like a lot, but when we read through it like that, it doesn't seem like so much. Still, it's been a blast. Thank you for that question, Canal. 
Uh, and then one more very quick question Kanal. from Kanal. Any plans mm-hmm. to begin reviewing the Scooby-Doo direct-to-TV movies? And then there's a little, like, hands-on-the-chin emoji, like, thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, hmm, why haven't you done this already? Hmm, huh, hmm. We did one Scooby-Doo direct-to-TV movie, Scooby-Doo and the Beach Beastie. Yeah, but I think he's... Or is that more direct-to-DVD? Yeah, I think he's referring to, like, older stuff. Oh, I see what you mean. Uh, we're pretty hesitant to do the long stuff, because it takes a long time. We just finished the next new Scooby-Doo movies, and, yeah, took a lot of energy. So I don't know when we'll do those next, especially because we have other series that we haven't touched yet. At, At some point... I think we will, just because, and and maybe we'll we'll cut them into pieces. Maybe we'll do like a half at a time, just for the sake of manageability. Yeah, I like the idea of a to be continued. Uh, but that's your answer. I, I I do think we have plans. Yeah. So maybe take that hand off of your chin, Mister Judgy. So um, that actually ties in very well to our next question, which is mm. from Amalgam Comics at Make Mine Amalgam. Um, Amalgam. Yes, I guess it's Amalgam. (laughs) Make mine Amalgam. I think if you just Amalgam all the letters together, it makes that word. That's my take. Uh, Will you ever review the new Scooby-Doo movies episode where they meet Josie and the Pussycats? (laughs) No, we're not going to do that ever in a million years. We just recorded it, and we're not going to release it. Because you asked. He said in the episode preceding that one. Uh, yeah, we will definitely do that. Look forward to it. Look backward to it. Also, I forgot if I asked this, but have you seen the Josie and the Pussycats movie from 2001? Call me biased, but it's a pretty great movie. Hashtag Josie Quest. Didn't we talk about this in the last episode? Oh, did we? Did we talk about watching it? We talked about, we briefly shared you our said opinions. You said you have seen like it, it several times and you liked it a I lot. Not, that's not correct. What? I, don't think I've ever seen it from beginning to end. I could have sworn that you had seen... No, you've seen clips of it, and you think it looks really funny. I've, I've seen, From what I've seen, I like it. Okay, that's what I remember you saying. I've seen it for some reason. I remember saying I've seen it multiple times for whatever reason, and I didn't like it any of those times. Um, yeah, I thought it was not great. Sorry, Amalgam. I don't like saying it that way. Amal... I like Amalgam. <laughs> Look, dude, um, Amalgam sounds way better. I think so. Amalgam sounds like a cool nickname for your grandma. What? No? Did you see the Amalgams on that one? <laughs> That's what it makes me think of. Come give your Amalgam gams a kiss. Uh, next, it is Roz. This is first time asker Roz at mm. Roz Tarted. Mm. <laughs> Favorite villain in the series so far and why? Personally, Minus Space Kook, because just look at him. Beautiful son of a b- And then there's like an okay, okay hand emoji. Wait, who is our you favorite know, like, villain so far? That's the question? That is the, that is the question. Easy. Easy freaking peasy parcheesy. It's the cat creature. <laughs> always going to be the cat creature. But listeners, the cat creature reigns king in my mind of Scooby-Doo. The cat creature should join as a regular cast member in my mind. I'm just trying to think if there's another one who beats out the cat creature. I think the Jaguaro was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with the Jaguaro. The uh, Jeepers, the Creeper, was a lot of fun as the well. The Creeper's a really good one as well. Uh, the Gremlin, to your earlier point, is also a fantastic villain. And the Spectre of Sports Cars also distinguished himself as a really interesting presence. 
Um, I, I want to say really briefly, we haven't covered Space Kook. He looks fascinating. I love this. I, I really, really like Space Kook. Just the idea of, like, an astronaut ghost. And just, like, the uh, the skull within the uh, the helmet, the domed helmet, and the red glowing behind the skull is a really cool aesthetic. I think it works really well even with that early animation. Um, but, yeah, asked and answered. It's gotta be. Yeah, the ca- the cat creature... I like. I feel. I feel bad that like that make a beeline away from that feline is the answer to so many questions. But it's just the watermark. Yeah, it's. There's nothing wrong with that. And there, we've said it before. There might be something else that passes it by, but we have to have standards for it to mean anything. Thank you, Roz. All right. For that question. Two final Twitter questions. Uh, this is. This comes from Beth underscore Larder. Beth Larder. Mm. It accompanies... It, Accompanies, accompanying it is a gif of Winston from New Girl, like looking at the ground like a. Uh, and the question is, why do you talk about Luke on every episode of our podcast, but you don't talk about me on Scooby Dudes? Oh, what? <laughs> Follow up question: Why do I listen to every episode of Scooby Dudes, but Luke doesn't listen to any of Selfie Verification? <laughs> Uh, I will. I will listen to it. I by do the way. have another podcast called Selfie Valuation. I did record an episode yesterday, and I will say I did not talk about you, Luke. I did not bring you up. Is is there something wrong with us, man? Did I? Are we okay? Here's here's what I think. Do do we need counseling? Can you can you hold me to this? The next five <sighs> episodes, I'll bring up Beth. You know what? Yeah, I'll try and hold you to that, man. For the next five episodes. I, I well to to make sure it's proportionate. What are what kind of stuff are you saying about me on self self evaluation? Uh just bad stuff. Bad stuff. So then you need to say bad stuff about selfie and uh, about uh, Beth in the next five episodes. Yeah, I think I can do that. And I don't want to hold you to this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Beth, here anyway, it's happening. Um, asked and answered. <laughs> I don't think we did. I think, Beth, it's because Evan's not uh, troubled by his interactions with you. They don't haunt him afterwards. You're not annoying. That is true. Beth is not annoying. Okay, you don't have to agree with me <laughs> so so strongly on that. <laughs> Lastly, we have the one you like to refer to as the King of Ducks. Ah, Carl! King of the Ducks! At Killa Carl. Mm-hmm. Do you think you've improved as podcasters now that you've got a full year under your belts? And I counted recently, and I think we're almost at a year and a half. Oh, yeah. I go back and forth. Sometimes I feel like we've got our patter down. Other times I feel like, oh, it was best when it was freshest. And that's always a line to walk. Is it becoming too comfortable? Uh, or do we need to keep inventing? Or have we found a good formula? I like to think that we are objectively better now than when we started out. I'd like to think that, too. I, but I don't go back and listen to old podcasts or old episodes because I'm too scared. I don't want to know. I do. I haven't in a while, but I have in the past, and I have enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I also I think that's something that I am uniquely unqualified to answer. Our quality as podcasters is something that only our listeners can decide. So the question is, do you think we've improved since we started, Carl? So that is King of Ducks. Twitter. We are now on Facebook. Our first question comes from Hannah Roberts, and it is, Mm-mm. "Why are you mean to your friends?" Oh God, <laughs> Luke. Can you answer that question for us? No, no, not fair. I'm only mean to you. 
All my other friends I just ignore and distance myself from emotionally and in all other aspects. My, my answer to that is because we love them. We're, I think we're meanest to the ones we love. Okay, you know, it's that thing where you can only be mean to people who know that you don't mean it. You know? Gordon, that's... So, I hope that answers your question, Hannah. Yeah, that's that's me anyway. Actually, you, Evan, you answer this. Why no, are you I, so mean I to your did. friends? I did answer you're it. the one that Hannah's asking this to. I don't to. think that's true. <laughs> okay. Uh, Gordon asked us three questions. Okay. I want to ignore the first two. Like, not even ask Look, ask them, and then we'll ignore them. Will the donors on Patreon get an apology for the absent shout-out episode before last? Uh, it went in that episode. Yeah, you edited it, it in, so... I edited it in. Uh, the, at Patreon, as usual, it's a dry run for the episode itself. Here's his second question. Has there been an actual, and I would have gotten away with it too, <laughs> if it wasn't for you meddling kids? Or has that phrase still not come up? First of all, Evan, if I could say this, um, I don't know if you pulled a recording of Gordon doing this or if you were just really leveling up your voice acting game, but impeccable, flawless. It's it's definitely on the show. We just ha- we just haven't had it happen, I don't think, in the episode that we've covered so far. Yeah, and maybe that's that's a question that, like that's uh it's not on us. Uh and what's his third question? I actually, I'm not going to do the voice, because I think this is a good one. <laughs> this is a good question. We're only doing the voice for the questions that deserve that I don't the voice. Okay. Uh, what famous author would you like to see write an episode of Scooby-Doo? That's a good question. Um, hmm. Famous author. So are we restricting this to uh, writers of, like, fiction, long form, or short form? I believe he's referring to literature. Literature. So not like our favorite TV writer. I believe like. he's he's referring to lit- literature. So not like TV writing. Correct. Uh, yeah. You know what? I'm still going to I'm going to try and get at my favorite um, like movie maker by saying uh, Jonathan Nolan. I'd be really interested to see Jonathan Nolan crank out a script for uh, Scooby-Doo because invariably Christopher Nolan will direct it. Oh, shoot. Chris's bro, Johnny, hmm. writes all of his uh, screenplays. Jonathan Nolan. For me, this is hard because I'm packing, so a lot of my books are in boxes right now. So I can't just, like, scan a bunch of spines. While you're looking, I'm also going to throw out Alan Moore uh, just to see. Just to see what he does with it. See if it becomes a from heck or something like that. Oh. Hmm? Uh, I will say Ryan North. Ryan North uh, has published books. In my mind, Ryan North uh, has distinguished himself as the ultimate guest writer. Like, he is so good at fully grasping the tone and the style and the goals of someone else as a writer. He can jump in and do something that's totally in line or totally intelligently playing off of it seamlessly. So he he uh, was the editor of, like, the Machine of Death books, which mm-hmm. were these, like, short story uh, collections in which there's a machine that tells you how you die, but he's also done these choose these really elaborate choose your own adventure Shakespeare books. Um, his Ryan North's To Be or Not To Be is among my all time favorite mobile games for the phone. I, I have that book on my shelf, and I will admit to never having cracked it open. It is 
Uh, playing it on the phone is really nice because you can kind of see the different uh, trails. Like, it's it's very pleasing to go through it, and it's very well constructed. But it's just incredibly well written. He's got a great sense of humor, and again, I, he doesn't compromise the tone of the works that he's uh, he's playing with. And the reason for that is because I want to dedicate, like, an entire afternoon to it. You really should. I, I took, like, two days, and I just played all the way through it. He also did uh, Dinosaur Comics. Uh, yeah, um, Quants. And he's done a lot of the Adventure Time comics. Um, since we are coming up on the end, let's try to... Can you answer this question as... Because he does say famous author. So I think he means famous literary figure. I don't know. That's like... What are you... What am I, an English and writing major or something like that? I, uh, <laughs> Do you have an answer? I, I will say... Uh, Cormac McCarthy. Hmm. Tom Clancy. <laughs> you know what? Hard to argue with whether or not he's a famous author. So you can't. You have to give him that, even if you don't care for his stuff. I would also read a Scooby Doo by John Grisham. Actually, I actually think John Grisham is a very excellent author. That's that's the one way we'll have our Kumail character make it in is if we give ah. it to John Grisham. He'll have to do it. Our last Facebook question is from Ashley Constant, and I will try to ask this question in a way that befits its all-caps status. Okay. All right. Let me get my earbuds partly out. When are you doing Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island? (laughs) I've never heard of it. Probably never. Uh, Do we have any other questions? Yeah. What is Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island? What is this? What is a a Scooby-Doo? What's a (laughs) Scooby-Doo? Um, look, that is one, one of my all-time favorite Scooby-Doo movies. It's one of the ones I have the most nostalgia for. I think we've been building up to it. I've still never seen it, so... I'm super excited to see it. I, I don't think we're giving much away to say that this is one of those Scooby-Doo movies that has real, for real shiz in it. Like, real scares. And supernatural stuff. There is no tried and tr- There is no concrete answer to this question. All, all, all but, that we can promise is that we will do it. But not anytime soon. Not probably anytime soon. We've got our current rotation going. I do really want to do it. For what it's worth, Ashley, Evan hasn't seen it, so there's not a whole lot of pull there for him. But there is a big nostalgic payload for me waiting for us there. So I, we will get there eventually. Just don't, no, don't have a timeline for you. Sorry. So we actually have one email question. Mm. And it's a little bit of a bigger one. Um... In, in the grand tradition of Frontergation episodes, we save our fan casts for the end. Uh, and this one will be a little bit different because we both don't have a full fan cast. But we're going to talk this out. Uh, the question is, or it's not a question, more a suggestion. You should do a fan casting for Scooby-Doo Apocalypse. Thanks. Keep up the good work. That is from Carter Skywalker. So I don't have an answer for this. And the, the reason for that, I'm going to be completely transparent is because I do not care for Scooby-Doo Apocalypse. I don't want to throw any actors at that property. Uh, so, for I'm, I want to apologize to Carter, because we he sent this... Hold on, let me just check to confirm. But he sent this question to us in December of last year, and we have actually done two friend interrogation episodes between that time and now. So, I am very sorry. I'm, I'm even more sorry that we both don't have a fan cast. I, however, do have one. I do want to uh, go back to what you were discussing, which is that you're not a fan of the series. I'm not a fan of the series. Look, I I don't really want to see Scooby Apocalypse become a live-action 
series or movie or anything because I don't think the comic proved that even the comic should exist, let alone a secondary property. I don't take it as an adequate test run. Um, plus, I guess here's the thing. If I'm imagining actors stepping into these roles as like the Shaggy of Scooby Apocalypse, the Daphne of Scooby Apocalypse, the Velma of Scooby Apocalypse, I think those are extremely weak, unlikable characters. And I can't easily think of an actor I like playing those well. Um, a lot of negativity there. I'm, I'm sorry about that. I apologize. That's my opinion on Scooby Apocalypse, just that property. When I came to approaching the fan cast for Scooby Apocalypse, I needed to boil the essence of each of these characters down because they, they do differ, I would say, in some pretty big ways from the traditional uh, portrayals of these characters. Mm -hmm. So we're not necessarily going to pick Matthew Lillard to step into Shaggy's role in this like we might, or Freddie Prince Jr. as Fred, or a lot of the easy go-tos. Uh, so Fred is... Still pretty milk toast, actually. Now that, but kind of like, uh, he's a little bit of a punching bag, like literally speaking. He is a literal punching bag for Daphne. I mean, instead of being like a low key uh, leader of the group uh, on the down low, he's now just like a lackey to Daphne. So my initial pick, and I guess you're gonna be the one who's like googling images or whatever. Yep, that least. I am. Um, so the first guy I had in mind for a, a fan cast we did a long time ago um, and that was Dacre Montgomery so it's like the word acre with a D in front of it mm. um, but then I decided that he was too uh, imposing he wasn't like he. you respect him too much because <laughs> <laughs> the thing is if we're putting someone in the role of Fred from Scooby Apocalypse we need to enjoy seeing him be abused I guess, I, 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 and I think Scooby part of it is, is a problematic series. Um, but you're right; what, Fred is too sniveling in that series to be this guy. When I think of this guy being punched, I imagine him punching back, he can't and that's not. Like, very troubling. <laughs> um, I ultimately decided on Dylan Sprouse. Oh, okay, so Cole Sprouse, and I thought this was a nice little, you know, like Cole Sprouse on Riverdale, Dylan Sprouse on Scooby Apocalypse. That's pretty cool. I dig it. Um, I also think he could be a pretty good Fred. I think the thing that makes more sense about him being Fred than what we even see in Scooby Apocalypse is that he doesn't look like a super, like, hunky beefcake guy who's then a mewling coward. Yeah. And I also... Um, he looks like he he could fit the character a little bit better. I apologize, Dylan Sprouse. <laughs> no, that, and, and, I, and Dylan Sprouse also has proven comedic chops, which I think is important. Hugely important, especially for the role that Fred would prospectively be playing in Scooby Apocalypse. Although, again, I just cannot imagine what this movie is like. For Daphne, I thought that her, what really like encapsulated her character is that she's investigative. She's basically Lois, she's like a Lois Lane type. Hmm. And I really like that. Um, I opted uh, for Lily Singh. That's L-I-L-L-Y Singh, who is a Canadian Indian YouTuber. Um, just because uh, she looks like that type. I've never watched any of her videos. I don't know what her deal is. But I saw her as being someone who's like, you know, Nancy Drewing it up. Okay. She looks like she would, she would solve mysteries. Yeah, no, I think, and, and and going through this fan cast, I was thinking, like, I actually, there are parts of Scooby-Doo Apocalypse 
that in theory I think are very good. Oh, I completely agree. I think for me they're way overshadowed by the parts that are not really good and it would take a, a total reinvention of the series. But post-apocalyptic Scooby-Doo is not a premise I completely disagree with. Just just to get into a little bit further with Lily, is it like uh, like her nose shape or like her ears or her hair? What is it that says mystery to you? Like, let's get the specifics. How about Velma? What were you thinking for Velma? You know, I actually, like, originally I wanted uh, Daphne to be Frida Pinto, but she was too old for, like, my fan cast. Mm. I know we've said it before, but I, I kind of like stretching the age range of the group a little bit so i don't have a problem with that i I know that that's your thing my thing is i like to keep them all within the same i want them to be like peers in that way yeah and i want them to learn to be peers with people who are very different ages than themselves uh i my next cast is shaggy and i i looked shaggy was really hard because i kept i wanted people who visually could sort of match even though lily singh doesn't look anything she's not a red-headed white woman She's Indian. And also, I'd say Shaggy's design in Scooby Apocalypse is the boldest, to say the least. When I boiled Shaggy down to his base elements, what I arrived at was the facial hair. Yeah, I mean, really, he's got that hipster mustache and goatee. That's the Shaggy of Scooby Apocalypse. You can really just extrapolate his character from there. And the Shaggy that I chose, and I actually think this that this is even better, I remember that you were the one who chose Donald Glover. Hot diggity, I did choose Donald Glover quite a while back. I can't remember which one that was, but yeah. Uh, I chose Lakeith Stanfield. Ooh, okay. So Lakeith Stanfield had a small role in Get Out and the starring role in Sorry to Bother You, which is uh, very bizarre film. He's great. He's he's a very, very good actor. Um, I really think he could uh, own this role and have that facial hair. Because <laughs> again, I think that's what this Shaggy is. I think you're right. I, uh, in Sorry to Bother You, he played a really good coward at times. Like he really, he did. He really encapsulated the fear and like the the pathos of that kind of person. I feel like if he can bring that to Shaggy, he can elevate this character where it needs to go. So you did see that movie? I did see Sorry to Bother You. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think he's excellent. I, as soon as you said you saw, I was like, oh, we need to talk about that. Yeah, we will. We will. Um, yeah, but I think that is a fantastic pick. That might even overshadow Donald Glover as a pick, and I was very proud of that one. I actually, I actually think if we're going for just like black shaggies, Lakeith Stanfield <laughs> is like the apex of where that can go. Funny enough, when we're going with black shaggies, Shaggy is at the bottom of that list. Shaggy's <laughs> nowhere near the top of that list. He's not going to make it. Uh, so with Velma, who who is Velma? What is Velma's deal? Uh, serious question? You're asking me what's Velma's deal in Scooby Apocalypse? Correct. She's an introverted techie who de- deals a lot with both self-loathing and like a, issues of bits of a god complex as well, I'd say. I thought the same thing. My takeaway was that Velma is short. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can read that on a person a little bit easier. Physically, it's easier to see that than what I described so I did a lot of Googling and IMDBing short actresses. Shortest actress. Who is the shortest actress? Actresses under five foot. What'd you find, buddy? What'd you find? Uh, so I have two choices. And, and I, I, you help me, help me boil this down. Yeah, um, you got it so to a short list. That's good. Sarah, yes, I did get mm. it to a short list. Um, Sarah Highland of Modern Family fame. Okay. She's Alex, not Alex, Haley. 
Haley, Haley yeah. on Modern Family. She's 5'3". You were really... I, nothing against Sarah Heitland here, but you were really just going by height. What did I say? <laughs> there was nothing else that could have factored into that decision to get I, her on I the short list. I also Googled like Sarah Highland short hair glasses to see. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know what? I'm going to say that's fair research. That counts a lot. Um, and then the other one was Anna Sophia Robb. I think she was in Bridge the Terabithia. Anna Sophia Robb is five foot flat. She's five feet tall. I kind of want to go with Anna Sophia Robb, even though I haven't seen her anything because she's so tiny. She's tiny. And she's also terribly cute. I'm trying to imagine her as, as Velma. I, I don't know. I, I mean, you didn't look at, like, any, any acting footage to make this decision. So based on that alone, I guess she's the right height for, for Velma? That's, okay, again, that's, that was my, the main factor for me. Because here's the thing. I think that any of these actors are going to be, like, passable actors. Mm. And I also think that with Velma, their, obs- their cuteness or wh- whatever they actually look like is really going to be obscured by the haircut and the glasses. But then I think there's also something for, like, can this person... Like, the same thing with uh, what's-his-name as uh, Fred. Like, could this guy be punched and take it? Like, does he speak to the kind of attitude the character has to bring? My my thing with Anna Sophia Robb is that she seems so, like, in all these pictures and in her demeanor from what I remember from Bridget Terabithia, like, very bubbly, uh, ebullient, um, positive kind of... Like, plays that kind of character really well. I actually think she could do it. I actually feel really good about it. You feel good about it? I feel like she could do it. I feel like she could do it. I think Velma's such a dark character in this series, but I'd like it better if she wasn't the way she was in Scooby Apocalypse. So I fully accept. I completely am okay with it. Here's my other option, and I can't believe this never occurred to me until right now. Um, Velma is such a diminutive character. She's so so small. Mm -hmm. And it made me think of another movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, in which a small character, Rocket Raccoon, uh, was motion captured. I don't know what... All I know is I don't like what comes next. So I think, I think Andy Circus, <laughs> I think Andy Circus motion captures for Velma. <laughs> you know what the crazy thing is? When I think back on Scooby Apocalypse, I imagine Velma, like all the walking around and like position she's in and the mumbling to herself, she's straight up Smeagol. She's Gollum. <laughs> That's who she is. Like she's just crouching over this and she's talking about her precious and her schemes and the things that happened before the hobbits came along. And it's, uh... I think Andy Serkis is the best choice, man. I think you got it. Yeah. He he doesn't he doesn't voice the character, but he does all the motion capture for the character. No, Vin Diesel voices the character. We obviously know that. That's that's a rule. Uh and and then um Scooby does speak, but he has this like modulator, uh, translator. Mm. Um and this is just so easy to me. Obviously you got Bill Hader to voice Scooby. Ooh, that's a good choice. I had um one immediate other thought that has since escaped my mind what was i gonna say who should voice scooby oh i think i i want stephen fry as scooby's voice a, a, a brit i want a brit and i think you can build it in there because it's the tech this is like a british inventor made this tech and now scooby's using it though then again no he has to still be scooby he'd have to voice all of scooby stuff and for that bill haters way better i like the idea that they that there's a malfunction and so for a for a period of time, it is Stephen Fry. Mm-hmm. Thank you for thank you for keeping my idea in there, finding a way to weave it in. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, but, like the GPS. It's like the GPS voice gets gets tweaked. Exactly. Uh, but I I think you're right. Bill Hader is the right choice. Quick pivot. Quick side uh, side uh, street sidebar side note. 
Uh, the last episode of DuckTales, which just came out really recently, had Donald Duck uh, being voiced by Don Cheadle, I'm sure you heard. Two Dons, yeah. It was super awesome, super badass, and they did it because in that final episode, he's like, <laughs> he's like trying to communicate, and they're like, we don't understand you. Put this thing in your throat, and then he sounds like super cool, and it's like a great gag throughout. But in the 23 episodes beforehand, they never even nod to the fact that he's indecipherably, uh, like, speech impedimented. I have seen... Speech impeded. I've watched that clip a few times, and I actually do think it's very funny how they're like, I got about every, like, third word. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I just want to say, like, that the voice box thing can work really, really well. And it was done perfectly in, in that part of DuckTales. Um... Yeah, thank you for that question. That's a good, uh, well, Scooby Apocalypse. Don't don't feel the need to ask too many more questions about Scooby Apocalypse. Scooby Apocalypse is not close to being my favorite iteration of Scooby-Doo, but I really liked um, choosing out these actors, uh, and I would I would watch this. If anything, I'm really thrilled that I was able to cast Lakeith Stanfield as Shaggy. You know what? It was worth it for that alone, and I think the Scooby voicing was a good note as well. I'm glad we made it to Andy Serkis. The... One thing that could make me watch a Scooby Apocalypse movie, and the one thing that would make me certain to watch it, would be if it came from Blondie Girl Productions. They've proven themselves to be able to really work wonders. So to really wrap things up, I believe each of us have a question for the other, do we not? We do. Thank you to everybody who asks us questions on Twitter, on Facebook, via email. Uh, If you keep doing that, if you... uh, tag your tweets cues for dudes that's f-o-r cues for dudes that's a good way for me to find them send us an email uh scooby dudes podcast at gmail.com uh just hit us up on facebook whatever um we will answer them the next time we do one of these yeah no need to stop asking us questions just because we've already done the episode there will be another down the road uh and now for the two best questions of the episode um and we are asked we are answering our own questions as well we will also answer our own I've tried. I've really not given my question any thought. Um, any preference for going first? Uh, you go first. All right. My question is, Evan, if not Scooby-Doo, what would this podcast be about? Um, would, we, would we have started it at the same time? Uh, we'd have started it about the same time or present. If anything new has come out since then, it's like, say we started it right today. And I'll, I'll narrow it down to hopefully make it a little easier for you. What television especially yeah like what what media would we be doing something on not like a brand new podcast pitch where we're like asking like doing something else entirely but what media would we base it on hmm what would we be talking about you know not ducktales because i don't care like it's not ducktales no that's okay that is i don't want to either that's the thing is like i love so many shows but i don't want to do a podcast on them i think maybe we would do an episode on a series like each episode would be a different series like a different tv series like we do an episode yeah, so maybe on... just one episode on ducktales because mm. that i could do but i could not do a full podcast on ducktales yeah I, ca- I also couldn't think of a single series that we could dive into as deep as we're doing scooby-doo we recently talked a little bit about popeye on one of our episodes and i was like oh maybe we could do a popeye podcast if we had to we could have done that instead a popcast a pop oh, podcast <laughs> popeye podcast popcast so I'm I'm cheating a little bit. I'm basically saying like a grab bag, but specifically I would say um, animated children's. I shows. I didn't want to fence you into there, but that's the place I'd be super comfortable. Uh, a, a covering a different children's series every episode, like 
Tangled we both uh, have enjoyed bits of. But, but what's your answer? Is that your answer as well? I hadn't thought of an answer ahead of time. I was thinking maybe like um, indie animation. Ooh. Like we'd watch like uh, just pilots on YouTube and stuff like that and talk about them. Especially because if you're watching that kind of thing, so much of the discussion has to be what could this become? And it's, uh, I just think that kind of stuff is super interesting. I just watched a pilot episode this morning, or I started watching one that had interesting animation, great humor, abysmally bad voice acting. And it, when it's uneven like that, I feel like there's a lot more that the layperson like me can get in there and discuss and say, why isn't this working? Because it's more obvious what's not working. So I think I might like to go that route if we, if we hadn't done Scooby-Doo, if we hadn't hit on gold like we did. Hmm. All right. So, so that's my question, short and simple. Um, simple pimple. My question does actually, now that I think about it, relate a little bit back to Sorry to Bother You. Hmm. There's this idea of like videos that become viral. That is a huge, I, I want to say one of the weaker parts of that movie, because I think it's a deus ex machina. Um, just like, a, oh, the internet magically gives you power over society. Um, but that is a very common trope. I'm sorry, I'm just getting off track. But yeah, that's a big part of Sorry to Bother You. I, I, it didn't strike me as being unlikely because you think about all of, like, you know the, you know the Damn Daniel meme? Damn Daniel. Yeah. That guy was on Ellen. He, he was. That was a thing. But he also was not, like, remotely trying to institute societal change for the better. Like, that's, in every movie like this, like, our business anyway, is failing. But not gonna... this is, I'm, I'm taking issue with, like, a really common narrative, I think, shortcut. Um, but that's separate from I, what I think your question will be. I'm sorry. What, what I'm taking issue with is that in a lot of these TV shows and movies, that the viral video is not good. Well, yeah, it would never become viral in real life. It's like there's any time I watch one of those on TV, it's like, oh, everybody, oh, soda can head, ha ha. It's like, man, I watched 20 better fails than that today. So if Scooby and Shaggy starred in a realistic viral video, what would it be? The thing is, I don't think any normal gags with Scooby and Shaggy go wrong enough to become viral. Like, Scooby and Shaggy, like, eating giant dagwoods and it being messy or them stealing each other's food, I don't think would be viral. That could be a staged Chinese vine or something like that, if you know what I mean. I don't remember the exact subreddit, but you know what I mean. Uh, it's, I think it's staged Asian GIFs. Yeah, staged Asian GIFs. But, uh... I feel like for it to become viral in the sense that we're thinking, they would have to, like, try and eat dagwoods and then, like, choke and throw up and then be vomiting and crying on the floor. And, like, in my mind, viral videos are, like, sad. But then again, I guess stuff can be memed nicely. Well, yeah, what about, like, owner comes back from Afghanistan and, like, dog is happy to see him? Like, you think Shaggy's gonna have a blanket, he's gonna be lifting up, and then Scooby's like, Shaggy? Huh? 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 <laughs> and then he disappears? Yeah, those are viral <laughs> videos. Okay, here's. I'm just gonna cheat and riff off of that. I think it's Scooby who's standing in the hallway, lifts a blanket, and then disappears. And, Shaggy. and Shaggy's like, Scoop! <laughs> He's super scared. <laughs> and then you hear like Fred, Velma, and Daphne like laughing in the background. I really. Oh, the, the laughing in the background is so good. I really love that. Um, here's another idea. Uh, you know those, like, uh, that viral video that went, at, like, a while ago of, like, dudes throwing beers to each other from long distances, catching them and opening them and drinking them? Sure, yeah. Same thing with Scooby Snacks. Ah. Uh, uh, Scooby and Shaggy. Yeah, okay, you know what? That is also very, very good. 
Very valid. It's a little more obscure. Uh, I think both of those would be really good. I think maybe like, uh, <laughs> what's a Scooby product? Could it be like a Scooby? I could see Fred doing like uh, an unboxing video or the like. Now I'm just going like internet culture and internet industry. I think we had two good options there. I think that's good. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot more we could do, but to keep it to keep it tight. That's a good question, man. Oh, okay. For a future, okay. So for people who are gonna ask us questions, ask us more Scooby Doo meme related questions. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like as soon as we start at, we ta- started talking about this, I was like, oh man, we need an episode on this. Like Scooby Online, what would each character's Facebook profile look like? What social media platforms do they prefer? What meme is improved by one of the characters in said meme being Scooby-Doo? Randall? (laughs) (laughs) What are those? Hey, guys. Uh, I don't know why I have to say this again, but you can find us online and ask us questions that way. Yeah, guys, I don't know why I have to say the specific places again. You should know it, but here they are. Uh, you can find us at Facebook.com slash ScoobyDudes. Do it. Twitter.com slash TheScoobyDudes. At TheScoobyDudes on Twitter. Uh, you send us emails at ScoobyDudesPodcast at gmail.com. And go to ScoobyDudes.com, and you can see a little Photoshop that I put together of my fan cast for Scooby Apocalypse. Oh, nice. I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, th- voice cracks are one of the funnest things to do, but they sound so annoying. <laughs> no? Also, what's our bit here? Are we, we're uncomp, we're like pubescent nerds <laughs> doing our shoutouts? I don't know. I didn't really mean to do a voice when we started this. <laughs> Listeners, that's just Evan's voice. He strains to put on this normal human sounding voice throughout the episodes, but we're at the end of our time and we're cracking, we're breaking here. I'm just I'm just relaxed. Oh now. gosh, Evan, let me let me take over for you. We've got Twitter, Facebook, Gmail, our website, ScoobyDudes, uh, Uh We would love it if you would write us an iTunes review. If you write us an iTunes review and leave us five stars, Evan's going to read that little old review on air. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to have my, uh, as Luke said, normal human voice, or maybe, my, like, my, my relaxed... Uh... Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Scooby Dudes is such a good podcast. They're such great friends. But we'll see. You can tell they really love uh, Scooby-Doo. They do take a lot of tangents. Lastly, we have a Patreon. People give us money, and we like to shout out these people. Mm-hmm. We sure do, and uh, this week is no different. We shout out new people. We shout them out big the first time they donate. Every subsequent week, we shout them out again. Is there anyone new this week, Evan? Nope. And this is the part where we don't shout out, you sad... Eh, never mind. <laughs> well, thank you to everyone that did donate to us. Uh, that is thank you to these people. Oh, other than that, what can people do? What can they do other than listen to next week's episode? Or go back and listen to old episodes? Nothing. Nothing. There's nothing you can do, listeners. There's nothing. Nothing left for you. That's it. Turn off the podcast. <laughs> go home. Crawl into bed. Pull the covers up over your head. <laughs> Breathe. Let that let that hot air fill you in there like you're in a little <laughs> suffocating cocoon. It's like a coffin you've been buried underground. This is where you belong. You live here. Stay there. 
Until next week's episode, to join us again on the Scooby Dudes to cover a little more Scooby Doo related content. Thank you for joining us, Evan. I love you. Oh man, I love that bit. It was very funny.